Well, hello. Double A, Ron. Hey, Mr. Donnie. What's going on? Not much, dude. Getting this, uh, getting this podcast thing rolling. I like it. This is the Boating Podcast. Yes, episode sir. Episode one. What even is the Boating Podcast? What are we doing with this? Well, I think what we need is a, another platform in order to interact with everybody. Um, it's kind of hard to keep up with all the comments and the emails and everything. And I think if we just have a boating podcast that's all about boating, then we could talk about fishing. We could talk about engines. We could talk about boats, different kinds. We can talk about accessories. We can talk about anything and everything that is involved in boating and boaters. Mm-hmm. So people that ask a lot of questions about different things, we can just sit here and talk about it. Yeah, answer those questions. Give our thoughts. We can uh, we can address things like what we plan on doing mm-hmm. in the future. Maybe where we've been. That would be probably the best first question <laughs> to ask. There's been quite a few comments. Yeah, quite a few comments, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Asking where have you been? So let me ask you, Aaron. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, Donnie, um, we've been moving. So yeah. we actually ended up moving from Marathon up to the Sebastian area um, in Florida. It's on the East Coast. We are, for the most part, just for the past two months, been kind of buttoning up some projects that we had opened down there and then um, trying to button up some projects that we opened up up here and getting everything done, getting settled in, moved in everything tools and homes and repairs and cars and just all the things that you can have happen when you move. Mm -hmm. So we've been taking care of a lot of that and we just started working, getting some stuff going, doing a lot of mobile stuff actually. Um, But yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we've been, but we're getting settled in now and finally got the office back up and going got some microphones hooked up a couple cameras so now we are ready to start producing content and we came up with this idea of the boating podcast to help address that yeah help interact yes help interact that's the i guess that's the big thing Mm -hmm. you know is interacting with some of the people feel like there's a lot of comments and they don't really get answered Mm-hmm. Not saying everyone is going to get answered, but no, but you know, if you do have any particular questions or anything in particular you just want to hear us talk about, mm-hmm. then you can you can leave a comment on any one of the videos. We'll we'll go through and try to read through as many of them as we can and yep. pick them out. Or you could email. Yeah, ask, as I say. Yeah, ask. It'll be askbab at bornagainboating.com. Yep. So so you know if you've got any particular questions, go ahead and. Shoot us an email, and we will hopefully answer you. But um, what do you think? You think we should get started and answer yeah. some of those questions? Or yeah, what um, what is the first question? What do you got? Well, I think we should start with just for now for this episode, just answering a couple of the questions on the recent videos that okay. we just uploaded. Yeah, the trim tab and the power pole. So there was uh, there was a few questions on the trim tab video. First one really is um, what kind of caulk or silicone sealant did you guys use on this install? 4200, 5200. Well, what did we use? We used 4200, 3M. Um, And in all honesty, uh, I haven't really used 5200 for probably eight, 
maybe seven years and um yeah. it's just too it's too much i mean 5200 is it's too good one yeah. it's runny and it gets a makes a massive mess so mm-hmm. it's hard to clean up and then once it's on there and dries it doesn't come off yeah it's permanent yeah. No, and and especially in the case of like things like trim tabs things that could break or could have to be removed at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, 4,200 is plenty yep. in, in terms of sealing water out yep. and semi-permanent. Being semi-permanent, you know, it can still come off, mm-hmm. still cleans up relatively easy compared to 5,200. Yep. There's just, there's really no, no point in using 5,200 in anything. Most of the things you install at some point <laughs> might have to come off. Yep. You know, and... And there's just been too many times I've encountered, for example, one time I had to take four fixed jack, jack plates off of a quad engine boat. And um, whoever installed those was kind enough to leave as much 5200 <laughs> as he possibly could on those things. And it was, it was a project, yeah. you know, and you're trying not to freaking pull off gel coat and destroy this guy's transom mm-hmm. trying to get these things off, but they had to come off. So we had to make it work, but yeah, no 5,200 overkill, mm-hmm. no real point in using it in most instances, in most cases yeah. for, for things that if you know that it's never coming off for a fact, go ahead, have mm-hmm. at it. Use some 52. It'll never come off. And, um, and it'll do a great job of holding it in there, sealing it. You know, you yeah. know. I'm willing to bet you could probably run a motor <laughs> with, <laughs> with only no bolts, just cure, fully cured 5200. Dude, I like that idea. I kind of I want to do that. We should. It'd have to be a motor. We're okay with dropping off the back of a boat, though. But I'm pretty confident, dude. Dude, because it just it's, it doesn't come off. That stuff is strong. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that could be fun though. That could be fun though. I mean, you also brought up the cleanup. Um, as far as there was also a comment, somebody asking, "What do we use to clean up that forty-two hundred or whatever sealant it is that we use that oozes out of the side of when we were installing those trim tabs?" And really, you just use any kind of degreaser. We use. Um, what is simple green mm-hmm. simple or green. Um, awesome from the dollar store, dollar tree, dollar general. One of those comes that yellow thing. It's a mm-hmm. dollar. I don't know if I've ever used that. I just, I, I've always used simple green. The mm-hmm. stuff works great. Yep. Smells nice too. I guess it's a pro, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, um, as far as how you want to do it, just, just get at it mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. You know, as soon as you screw everything in and it's all losing out, just don't let it sit nope. at all. Cause once it, you know, it's not going to fully cure, but once it starts to cure and it gets yep. hard on that outside layer, it's just nightmare. It's a nightmare. It starts streaking real bad, and it'll it'll leave little chunks everywhere, and it just doesn't look as clean. So just just soak it up with a bunch mm-hmm. of degreaser. Uh, yeah, you want to put that degreaser on there so the surrounding areas get wet. Mm-hmm. That way, it's not because if you wipe the forty-two or real any sealant really. Unless it's like brand new gel coat, freshly waxed, it it's gonna stick to it. So yeah. if you put you know some kind of a degreaser or something there, it um, it helps to keep it from sticking to that gel coat when you go to wipe it off. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, 
Well, yeah, again, you just want to be quick about it. Don't let it sit at all. Soak it up and use a cotton, like a, mm-hmm. like a flat cotton rag. Don't, yeah. don't use those, uh, those fluffy, like the hairy rags, you know, yeah. like a, like a, you know, a, a or classic polyester rag. rag or something. Yeah. Cause that stuff just smears it. It smears it. It doesn't. And it leaves like little hairs behind. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it makes it even more messy than, than you want it to be. Yeah. It doesn't look clean when you get done. No, no, it does not. Um, I think that for stuff under the water, um, I really don't generally like to use like silicone under the water. I'd rather just use a high end like 3M 4200 that's, you know, when it's under the water, you want to make sure that there's not water going to get into whatever you, whatever the hole is, whether that's a transducer or a screw on a trim tab or on a transducer, like not, you know, a through hole transducer or a transom mount transducer. Mm hmm. You you want to make sure that it seals up. You don't want to have a place where water has the ability to get into that hole. Mm-hmm. Forty two hundred does that, that properly. Stuff on top, you know, if you're just sealing up um, a clamshell where you ran some wires behind for your electronics, or you know, a little drain here or something like that, screws for hatch latches, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Boat life, life seal, um, marine silicone, marine silicone. Yeah, somebody asked about what we used to seal the switches when we installed them, and mm-hmm. and a lot of times switches will come with like a gasket, like a yeah. rubber gasket, or maybe even a foam gasket that mm-hmm. that'll work just fine. Or if you want to use some sealant, then like you just said, it'd be you know life seal, marine mm-hmm. silicone. Doesn't have to be anything crazy like forty two, and those are always easier to work with. You know, they just they. You can wipe them off so much easier. It doesn't doesn't leave as much of a mess, and it does the job just fine. And it makes it easy to remove things. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, I think that um, 3M also makes a, like, 4,000. It's, like, called hatch hard, hardware sealant, something like that. That, that stuff's pretty good, too. Um, if it's plastic, uh, you really want to use, like, an elastomeric because that stuff sticks better to plastic. You know, if you're doing starboard, something like that, Elastomeric is kind of better for those HPDE plastic materials. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're trying to put starboard onto something, I mean, I don't know if 5200 really adheres to starboard. I've never really put it to test. I've heard starboard doesn't stick to things it doesn't. all too well. It doesn't. And that's kind of the problem. But if you use that JB Weld plastic welder, that two-part stuff, mm-hmm. now that'll stick um, That'll stick uh, uh, starboard to whatever. You know, scuff up the fiberglass gel cut, whatever you're trying to do. Put mm-hmm. that stuff on there. Press your starboard on there. And then, like, you know, you got to keep pressure on it while it dries or cures. And... It, that's a pretty permanent seal. I know I've made quite a few like starboard boxes and stuff like that. Like on a gunnel, like if you want to put something onto a gunnel, it's usually really thin where the outside of the boat is directly on the inside. So you've only got like this much on the sides of the boat of fiberglass. So you mm-hmm. can't really put a screw in that. I mean, when you want something permanent, you put a screw in it. But um, on those, I've done that plastic welder and welded a piece of starboard like to the gunnel mm-hmm. and then use that as a backer to screw stuff into like different um 
rod holders and stuff like that that we put on you know gunnels so right and that's held up very well so you know yeah yeah no that's that's a good thing to bring up is the how to stick starboard i never never really thought of it i was just screwed it into everything yeah, yeah screws permanent if you want it to not move i'd put a screw in it yeah. you know yep but uh also another thing on that boat um i don't think we showed somebody had a question on the fuse they said mm. we brought it up but we never showed um they don't include a fuse in that yeah. trim tab kit i don't know some might it's weird uh, why they don't. I mean, most of the time many. they do. Yeah, but they do call for a fuse. I don't remember the exact size, but, you know, you just wire in an inline fuse holder and mm-hmm. throw a fuse in there. It's as simple as that, really. Yeah. It just goes to most of the time, like for that one, it's got the rocker switches. It wasn't, um, didn't have auto retract or anything like that. It only had regular rocker switches. So there was power that went right to it and it was all plugged into the dash. So, you just find the fuse panel and the usually the fuse panel has a ground section to it as well there in the console and we just pulled power off that to the fuse linked it to the power wire put that the other wire to the ground mm-hmm. that was it she's yeah. got power i guess we do have to probably be more conscious for in the future showing like in the center console mm-hmm. what you know what it looks like what exactly we did and i guess the other side of that too is you know not everybody who's wanting us to install something wants a rewire. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's it's true. it's not always going to look good. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, we, I see the comments like, oh, there's a rat's nest or whatever. But, you yeah. know, we're not going to, we're not getting paid to actually go take everything and make it all look nice. Mm-hmm. You know, they if they want it just like that, they think it works and it works for them. Mm-hmm. Then whatever we install, we'll do our best to make it look you know, as good as we can with what we're working with. But, yeah, because um, not every video that we do um, is on our boat. Like, right. I mean, we've got a good, you know, mixture of work that we do for people and then also work that, you know, where we buy boats and, and do stuff to the boats and then um, unload them after that. But there's a good portion of boats that it's someone else's boat and they, you know, mm-hmm. get in contact and they want something done and, you know, we give them a quote, well, this is what it's going to cost and this is what you're going to get. And then, you know, some people know that, oh, well, if you want this rat's nest in your console fixed, it's going to be a lot of money because, you know, you're going to spend a week of time in that console undoing all these wires, putting new ends on, running new wires. And, um, you know, you tell someone, well, I can clean all this up for you, but it's going to cost you a couple grand mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times they say no no no. i just want just put the trim tab on there or the gps in there turn you know wired up so it'll run and leave the rest of that the way it is yeah. and and so that's what we do yeah and that's fine too you know you don't always have to no if it works it works mm-hmm. you know but um but it also is good to to have it looking you know uh, somewhat oh, yeah. somewhat visually appealing and having it being functional at the same time in mm-hmm. terms of having tension relief on all the plugs and stuff. See, a lot of things like that, if we see things that, that are clearly probably going to fail soon, you mm-hmm. know, you want to leave it better than, than how you found it. Yeah. You know, so don't go through and get crazy doing a rewire, but, you know, fix it up, 
add a zip tie where it needs to be added. Mm -hmm. It's quick and easy, but yeah, if it only takes you 15, 20 minutes to fix something, then fix it. But if it's going to take you two hours then just leave it as it is. Tell, you know, obviously we'll tell whoever, if we're in there looking at a boat, Hey, you know, yeah, you got this going on. You might want to address that. And yeah. And, and also a lot of people want to do stuff themselves too. Right. So we'll, we'll tell people, you know, Hey, that you got this going on and they'll, Oh man, that's great. You know, I'll, I'll do that myself. And right. they want to go in and do X, Y, Z. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what they do. Yeah. And that's good. Mm-hmm. We encourage you to, to do your own things. As a matter of fact, that's probably the yeah biggest point of this channel, you know, is, well, the BAB channel is yep. giving you, giving you instructions on how to do it yourself and, mm-hmm. and, and do it right. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Another thing, sorry to no, you off there, but another thing that someone brought up on that boat is um, we should have installed zip wakes. Oh, And man. it's like, I mean, I see what you're saying. They are pretty cool. We actually did a repower on a boat in the Keys um, that had zip wakes on it, mm-hmm. and they are pretty cool. Um, never got to install some ourselves, but, you know, I'd, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. I'd actually... I actually love to deal with that system and install one and do all that. But unfortunately, the, you know, the customer, he didn't want zip wakes. He wanted mm-hmm. these trim tabs. So that's what we did. You know what I mean? But Yeah. I want to say that um, those Lincos with the plain rocker switches, that was their 12 by 12 um, blades. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say it was like just under $1,000 for just the trim tab kit itself. Whereas if you're going to put a set of zip wakes on the boat, you're, you know, you're definitely, yeah, you're definitely a lot more than just under a grand. You're going to, you're going to be putting out a, a lot heavier penny than, yeah. than that. Yeah. The cost factor has to be yeah considered a lot when it comes to some of these. Yeah. Not everybody's got five grand just laying around just, oh, right. I'm just going to do this. And it's not like it's the only thing this guy did to his boat. We yeah also had the video on the power pole. Yeah, yeah. And, um, he had a power pole out of do. He had a power pole to that, and you know, with that comes another. What does a power pole cost? A few grand, and mm, I want to say the power pole itself was just over two grand, somewhere in yeah. that ballpark. And um, but um, actually, that was actually another one of the comments was there was a lot of people that had never seen a power pole before. Yep. Yep. Which is. Weird, you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen so many of them in the Keys, you kind of just get used to mm-hmm. it being a normal part of boating. and Right, right. And when you got a bunch of people asking, you know, oh, you forget, like, it's not everywhere. Right, but, yeah. Um, but no, power poles are just a, a good way for shallow water anchoring, yep. you know. And I think they, they, they make them to where they extend up to about 10 feet, mm-hmm. you know, so... So, you know, not, not necessarily 10 feet of the bottom of your boat, but Mm-mm. 10 feet from where you installed it, you could, you could anchor up. Yep. And, from the top of that, mm-hmm. or I guess it'd be the bottom of the power pole. Right. Yeah. And, um, and they're pretty cool. You know, they've mm-hmm. got different speeds. They're fast. Oh yeah. So you roll up on a spot and you want to, you want to drop them down real quick. I've seen tons of bass boats with oh, yeah. power poles and yep. you know how those guys are. They. <laughs> They live for speed. Yeah. They run up on a spot and they want to, you know, 
bang those power poles down so fast and, yep. and get going, you know, get get yep. to doing what they got what they got to do. No and then when they're it. done, they just want to hit the button, pull the power pole out of the water, and and they up go. on plane and mm-hmm. to the next spot. Yeah, good for sandbars. Yep, it's great for sandbars too, because you know a lot of people they don't uh, you know ha- dealing with an anchor is is its own task. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people too that uh, get intimidated by having to go like you know say you're pulling up to a sandbar or something like that and now you've got to maneuver the boat which to some people is a whole deal all in of itself mm-hmm. so it's intimidating for someone to pull up on a spot and see a couple hundred boats or even 50 boats and now you've got to maneuver your boat in there and then throw an anchor out and then get it to set without hitting someone else so i'm sure there's a lot of people that you know, don't even want to go out on their boat because of the intimidation factor of that. So mm-hmm. a power pole kind of filled that gap where they can drive their boat straight into wherever, hit the button, put the pole down, holds the boat there, and then yep. they can enjoy the water without um, embarrassing themselves Yeah, <laughs> or, or winding up on... Keeps things simple. Yeah, yeah qualified for sure. captain. For sure. Somebody had a funny comment about him only having one power pole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it works depending on what you want to use it for. Like if the yeah. current's steady and the wind's steady and everything and you just put the one power pole, it'll turn your boat to where the current's taking you and just hold you there. But yep. But if, you know, if you want to really anchor up. And be and, symmetrical. And be symmetrical and, you know, be facing any particular direction you, you please, then, yeah, having the two anchor points will, will hold you in place better. Mm-hmm. But double the cost you know yeah, I mean? yeah exactly <laughs> more labor and, yeah, and so all that but three grand times two yeah there you, know. you go not everybody's got that to shell out mm-mm, you know mm-mm. um yeah funny enough anchors are just it's always good to have an anchor on your boat i'm not saying that mm-hmm. uh you know just in case anything ever goes wrong but anchors are quickly becoming kind of a <laughs> a thing of the past i mean <laughs> You know, especially with trolling motors, trolling. Oh the, yeah, the way yeah. trolling motors are, are working now, and yeah, it's and a, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, forty two foot boats. Yeah, with pot, with trolling motors. Yeah, they Jeez. make I think a hundred and eight inch shaft length trolling motor now. It's insane. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's perfect for if you you know if you're out there, you you know in the in the keys. I guess you go out to the humps and you just want to. You just want to sit on a spot real quick. You or drift it, a controlled drift, drift. Yeah, yeah. You just drop the trolling motor and do whatever you want. Set up a track. You can mm-hmm. hit anchor mode, and it actually holds you really well, yeah. even even when there's current. I mean, offshore, you know, you're getting tossed around. It's probably not going to do as good, but mm-hmm. I remember we installed a, a trolling motor in it. Uh, we were we were testing the anchor thing, and there was some, there was some good current, some good wind, and it held us yeah. pretty much right on spot. It was... Pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. It was really impressive. And with the, you know, all the technology with lithium batteries mm-hmm. coming out, it saves you a ton of weight. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. And I mean, you know, let's say you got a trolling motor that's a 36 volt mm-hmm. or even a 24 volt. You got two 50 yeah. to 80 pound 31 AGM batteries yeah. Yeah. at 300 bucks a pop. I mean, that's a lot of weight to be putting in your boat somewhere, yeah. whereas a 36-volt lithium only weighs 35, 38, 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, you put three batteries at 80 pounds, it's a whole other person. Yep. You're adding a person to your boat without having a friend to yeah. enjoy the boat with you. Yeah, no, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely um, affects, you know, have the old way with all them batteries definitely affects mm-hmm. like, you know, performance and everything of the boats. But, but the way lithium technology is working now, it's, it's all pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, still, still recommend having an anchor. Just in case. Oh, yeah. That stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The first thing we look at when we go on a ride on someone's boat is right. where's the anchor? Right, exactly. <laughs> and is it tied off? Exactly. Don't ever trust anything electrical. No. Nope. You know, it's, nope. it will fail. Yeah. Like it, like everything electrical does. But it's definitely cool. And it's also, you know, everything's becoming wireless now. Mm-hmm. The power pole that um, the controller for the power pole is you just screw it to your dash. Yeah. It's wireless. Yep, and it comes yeah. with two controllers, one for the dash, and then one you uh, know handheld, handheld with yep. a lanyard. Put it on your neck, and trolling motors got the handheld. And yep, yeah, you know, it's it's all cool. It's all cool stuff. How technology's changing mm-hmm. the way boating's done nowadays. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of cool features. I mean, obviously, it's not for everybody. Like, if you're more of a you know lake kind of person, where you just got to like a beach where you go beach out your boat, you drive around. You know, you got a cuddy cabin or a pontoon stuff like that. I mean, some of that stuff's not really, some people don't, like a wakeboard boat. Wakeboarders don't want a trolling motor or a power pole. No. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's got, they've got their niche uses, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely more of a fisherman oh, kind of thing. Oh, 100%. 100%. Kind of thing. Trolling motors anyway, but but they're starting to, they're starting to get pretty cool where if you've got money mm-hmm. and you want another way to anchor up, why not? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people like that too. Just got money they want to throw at things. <laughs> Why not? I mean, boating's expensive. Oh so, yes, it is. So if you're in if you're in that world, then you've got it going. It's it's pretty cool to do. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more practical in terms of yeah performance, you know, and everything. A lot of these accessories too are, you know, super easy to put on. Like the the manufacturers have really thought it through to where the DIY kind of person can put this stuff on. Like it's not, um, I mean the power pole, obviously that, that one's a little different because you have to, if you're putting it behind the engine, then you need access to a skid steer or a forklift or something that'll, you know, hoist your engine. Mm -hmm. Come along on the tree out in the back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever works, you know, but um, trust it. I mean, the bracket with the brackets a whole other cost to the power pole. But for that reason, we could go ahead and talk about that is that, um, they don't come with brackets or bolts because they come with the the hardware to attach the power pole to any one of their brackets that they make. But they have like quite a few different brackets, ones that go behind the engine, ones that go on the transom, one that goes on a pontoon boat. Like mm-hmm. there's different applications for different boats for where those can get mounted. So they don't come with a bracket. But other than that, they come with everything. They come with, you know, the fluid, the pump, the wiring, the controllers. And you just... I mean, the instructions are a one, two, three. You just do step one, step two, step three. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are are very unmechanically inclined. They make it real easy. Yeah, they yeah. make it easy. You'll fumble your way through it and get it done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you don't, a lot of times you don't even have to worry about adding a bracket. You know, that's if you've, you know, if, but if you want to. But a lot of new boats are coming, like, especially with jack plates. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And most new jack plates, they have the. The holes right the there, holes ready drilled for them. on both sides, mm-hmm. ready to put a power pole on there, and um, 
And really, it's one of the easier things. You, you don't even have to run any wires. Mm-mm. The only thing you got to run is those hoses to the pump. and You got to run the wires to the battery for the pump. Pump needs power. But You're right. You're right. That's about it. But, but normally, it'll be pretty close by. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Won't, it won't be the hardest thing to, to figure nope. out. And as long as there's no long runs of wires up to the console, like mm-hmm. having to wire those switches, they're, mm-hmm. they're wireless. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool for sure. So what's our next question? Um, really, the last thing I was thinking about addressing was drilling. We just actually put out a little short on how to drill into fiberglass and oh, gel yeah. coat and how to not crack the stuff. Somebody said to run the drill bit in reverse, and um, and that prevents the, the fiberglass from cracking. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I can see that if you... You know, it doesn't happen a lot, but if you got like a real sharp bit that, that might have like a sharp edge on it and it catches and it snags mm-hmm. and yeah, you could definitely chip some of the, some of the gel coat off and it's a big problem with hole saws, especially too. I remember the first few times I had to drill like a, a pretty decent sized hole into a boat. I got, I got a little nervous. I was like, <laughs> man, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real big hole. And, mm-hmm. and then you, you, you know, you go in forward the first time and you chip a little bit of gel coat and you're like, crap, you know, I'm, yeah. This up, but I learned that going in reverse, especially the hole saws, definitely definitely does make things smoother. It might take you know a couple seconds longer to drill through, but right. But what's a few seconds? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Batteries last long enough. Oh and, yeah. And um, and it keeps everything cleaner. It probably extends the life of the teeth on the on the hole saw and everything. And, and yeah, you don't have to worry about cracking any gel coat. Um, another thing is you know let's say mostly for for smaller screws you don't have to worry about chip and gel coat with a, with a drill bit i've never right. i've never seen it be a problem but but you always want to countersink the hole mm-hmm. after drilling it so that when the when the threads on the screw are biting in it doesn't yeah. pull out and crack and chip away at that gel that gel coat it'll, yeah it'll it'll only be grabbing what's under the gel coat the fiberglass itself right and um and there was a pretty cool Pretty cool trick if you've got a small one. Mm-hmm. Use the tip of a Phillips head screwdriver. Yep, and it'll countersink it right out. Make yeah. things nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. avoid you from having you know a chip. Most yeah. of the most of those chips that that get made are under something, so people will never see them. But it's better to not chip the choker if you can. Right, because I mean sometimes cracks will mm-hmm. keep running up. Oh yeah. You know, if, yep. The boat's you, always flexing. Yeah, and if you made an initial crack and, and you finally put something on there that might cover the crack initially, but you tighten it down too hard, let's say it'll mm-hmm. crack it up even more. So, yep. so it, you know, it's always best to just prevent that by all means if you can. Um, really, that's that's about all we had for this episode as far as questions go. That was it. <laughs> that's right donnie's appearance is on the list i didn't really feel like talking about me a whole lot but i guess it's a good thing we saved it for the end uh i did get a haircut and i did lose a couple pounds i think uh i think since the last time you saw me it's been it's been a solid like 40 i'll say like 40 pounds that i've yeah. lost since the last video and Definitely like ten pounds in hair. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. It was, it was mainly out of laziness. You know what I mean? It, I, didn't, I wasn't growing my hair out because yeah. I thought it looked good. I just didn't feel like cutting it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to save 30 bucks here and there on a haircut. You know what I mean? But, uh, but it definitely cleaned me up. Definitely made me more presentable. This is true. Made me a little more confident. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's all good. But there was a, <laughs> the comments are hilarious. Yeah, were, some people can get pretty <laughs> ruthless in them comments, huh? Oh, but I don't give a crap. I mean, it's it's all in it's all in good fun for me. There were <laughs> some of them you can't even mention on yeah no on YouTube, but yeah, I, I just it was funny, it was funny. But it's you know we're past the hair. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'll ever grow it out again. That was yeah. this was like a solid two years of growth though. I let I let that really I, yeah I got real lazy. I just let it go. <laughs> I just let it go, man, and and it was cool. While I had it, yep, it was definitely weird for a couple of days when I cut it, but mm-hmm. I bet you're a lot more comfortable now, especially outside in the heat and like having to get down into holes and stuff where your hair's not like definitely. in your face, you know. Definitely, and you know, my hair being in my face was never too much of a problem because I always had it up in the bun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bun was a whole other story. It was friggin' that was rough. There was stages of the bun. It was too long to do like a full bun and. Or too short to do a full bun, and then once it finally got long enough, and it just hit things and get in the way. Like if I'm mm-hmm. trying to stick my head in a <laughs> in a small boat center console, and I just snag it on the top of it. Oh and like, crap! And so it's definitely definitely more comfortable mm-hmm. working on boats, especially losing weight. That was the biggest thing. Oh, to, yeah, it was the biggest thing to make things comfortable because now I can fit into a lot of bilges that I definitely wouldn't have fit in before. I'm still not a very flexible person, but you know, having a having a few less pounds makes you a little more nimble. <laughs> makes you stretch a little more. Yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah. All right. Well, um, if uh, anybody has any questions, you can yeah. also ask us. Um, we'll be able to answer more of them. So if you just drop a question in the comment, we're gonna try and hopefully address a lot more comments and questions through this platform every week. Or you can even email us at askbab at bornagainboating.com and we'll be able to answer those questions. We'll pull those questions from the email and then stick them in a video. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Leave a leave a comment with any kind of questions you got about mm-hmm. anything. Anything yep. boating. Could even be about fishing. Mm-hmm. No matter. We'll, we'll address it. Yeah. We'll try to. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot that we don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That's also another thing about this is to be able to... Uh, get into other topics that we're not, you know, yeah. messing with. Cause we don't do a lot of like inboards and stern drives and diesels and no, cruisers. Yeah. Like there's a whole lot of other aspects to the boating industry that we don't even get to see or touch. So maybe even getting into the point of interviewing people and having guests on the show mm-hmm. to, you know, get, get it to be more accessible to others Whereas, you know, yeah. right now, a lot of it's just focused on center consoles and, and outboards. So if right. we can learn something from getting others from the industry in, then we'll be able to help a broader group of people. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. And also, maybe even try out some new products. Mm-hmm. Install. One thing I'm, I've been wanting to do is the Sea Keeper Ride. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty cool. We should have probably brought that up with the trim tabs, but 
Yeah, we should have because we did. We have talked with some people there at Seakeeper, and um, you know that that is uh, a discussion. We would love to be able to do that. Uh, obviously, right now we're in between content, and we've actually we're finishing up a project with a Grady, but that boat is actually a giveaway. Um, it was yeah. given to us for free, and um, well, it really wasn't given to us. It was given to one of our buddies and and he didn't know what he was getting himself into and yeah. um yeah just because the boat's free doesn't always mean you should take it because no now, you know sometimes you can you can get stuck with a boat that that you don't really want to put any time or money into mm-hmm. but you know it's a good boat it, it's it, it's good for someone who needs just a haul mm-hmm. did you see it after i pressure washed it I didn't. No, oh, I, did. man. I didn't go out there and look at it. It was you're, pretty, it was pretty you're, dark. You're probably going to want to keep it. Really? Yeah. Does it, it look that good? It cleaned up nice. I Even, mean, what about the seats? No, them seats are trash. I did. And then that's actually going to be another video on the channel. Actually, this week, maybe Sunday, maybe Tuesday, Monday. I don't know. Depends yeah. on when we get done with the edit. Um, but yeah, I, I cleaned them with vinegar. I cleaned them with uh, goof off. I cleaned them with bleach. I cleaned them with Barkeeper's Friend. And you can get them to be white, but the they're so old that the plastic's all chipping off and they're it's they're probably, stained. It's probably a little porous too. It probably just oh yeah, hundred percent. Some it's, of the mold, maybe. I no. you can get a lot of it out if you want to put the elbow grease into it, but mm-hmm. and and I just pressure washed the one, so it's trash now. <laughs> the seat. Yeah, as I was uh, as I was pressure washing down the boat, I'm like, I just hit that too, and. And it did, didn't work out. It just blew half the plastic off the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, crap. I mean, yeah. what pressure washer did you use? That little 1700 he had in the container. An electric one? No. Dang. Yeah, it's a little electric one, yeah. Dang, dang. But well, that, boat's, um, that boat cleaned up nice. So if somebody's got an engine, I mean, that would be a good boat. Cause it's, but for us, I mean, we do a lot of... Like, we want to do full restorations mm-hmm. to a point. I mean, you know, that would have been a cool one. It's perfect for somebody that wants to take it because now it's pretty clean. So now you just got to go in there, clean it up the rest of the way, and put an engine on it. Mm-hmm. And boom, you're got to go. The biggest problem with that boat is that there's no trailer. I mean, yeah, the, the trailer's trashed. The free mm-hmm. boat is you need certain things for it to be usable, you know? Mm -hmm. And unless it's a beautiful hull that you want, like if you want this, you know, old Hughes or Maverick or this old contender or, you know, this really nice hull that that everybody knows is great. Right. um, Unless you have something like that, if it's just a a production line boat that there's thousands of, that doesn't ride that well, then there's not really a point in spending, you know, months... Yeah, all the, it. all the time that you'd have in it taken away from, you know, we're, like we said, we're doing the mobile stuff. So mm-hmm. it'd be taken out of making money that way. And because and really, you know, not to say money is the most important thing, but in order to push out content and oh, acquire yeah. some of the boats to do the restores and mm-hmm. get cool videos out, which we're trying to, you know, do more of, get mm-hmm. rolling. You got to be able to make money on it. You know what I mean? It's You also got to pay for all the stuff. I mean, you put the electronics exactly. and the stereo and the wire and mm-hmm. the connectors and the fasteners. and mm-hmm. Any parts on the engine that need to be replaced, mm-hmm. depending on how old the engine is, the parts could be harder to get. It's mm-hmm. 
we come out of pocket for all that stuff. So it, yeah, there's a lot of, there's, it's some give and take with what boats we will do and what we won't do because, but th- that boat, I mean, if someone has an engine, they pop an engine on there, they're good to go. It's a solid haul. It's a solid haul. It really is. But the trailer is, you can't move it. That's right. That's the, that's the bigger, I mean, if that, cause I, I do, we do have a, access to a 225 Yamaha, but there's no trailer. So you got to come up with a trailer in order to really do something with that boat. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, don't fit the bill. No, no, it's not, it's not worth it. And now it's stuck in his backyard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he even got it back there. It's, I, I don't it's know. It's kind of impressive. Yeah. Kind it's, of impressive. I mean, somebody will come and take it. They'll move it. I just, it's one bump away from falling the whole trailer, like one, one good bump over the railroad tracks and that bunk, the support bracket's going to come off. The bunks are going to fall all the way down. It's going to snap both the axles, four tires going to pop off to the sides. <laughs> and then you're going to be in the middle of the road with this yeah. boat. You <laughs> don't want to be that guy. <laughs> oh. oh, so, but if someone has something to do with the trailer and the engine, I mean, you put a Yamaha on that thing, and put it on a trailer, you're on the water. Like, I'd put a bilge pump in it, obviously. Yeah. But and a couple batteries. Those batteries are probably mm-hmm. too old to be brought back. But but for somebody that you know wants to put it, if you just want a cheap boat, yeah, you want I mean, a cheap boat. You want to put a couple grand in it and be on the water. You, get, I mean, you could do it. Yeah. And it cleaned up pretty good too. So it's not like it. the most ugly thing, but you know. It's a cutty. It's you know, yeah. It's it's an acquired taste, mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but. there's there's a ton of people out there that since it's since it's free and we're giving it away, it's it, it'll fit the bill for somebody. Someone that, will want it. You know, yeah. A couple grand, and now you can go fishing every weekend. Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. It'd definitely be a cool boat for somebody. Mm-hmm. Just not for us, unfortunately. Yeah. No. Um, I do have an idea that to do with a that ninety. We might pick that up. I'd yeah, that's right. An old ninety Yamaha two smoker. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that engine. <laughs> they they made that engine is just bulletproof. Yeah, I mean it really is. It's probably as bulletproof as bulletproof gets. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a fun video. Just literally start shooting at the engine, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean. I mean I mean, I bet you could blow a couple holes in it and be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple cool videos to make. Mm-hmm. But um, what are we going to put it on? Well, that's that's something I'm not going to reveal yet. Okay. Because okay. I got an idea. Okay. You got an idea. Mm-hmm. All well, right. that's why you guys stay tuned. Subscribe. Let us know what you want to want to talk about next week. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to it. <laughs>